Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. My wife came to me and said, right at the beginning of all the pandemic and mess, she said, I just hear this word reset. I don't know where I've heard it. I've heard it a lot lately, you know, from a lot of people and a lot of companies, a lot of organizations, different churches or whatever. Well, <clears throat> we, we've just, we spent some time on that and I've been, I've, I've shared some things along that line, but th- this whole thing that there's, a, there's all kinds of ideas of how this pandemic started and where it came from, and everybody in here's got different ideas. You've heard you, everybody's got 101 different thoughts and ideas about where it came from and what a hoax it is and everything else. But it's turned out to be really good. And I'm not talking about like people people with pre-existing conditions that that contracted the, the, the COVID-19, the, the virus, and, and, and passed away. I, I had an uncle, my, my dad's brother, during this thing, passed away as a result of being in, he was in a nursing home, and nobody could go see him, and he, he was by himself for a month, and nobody could see him, and he passed away. It's very, very, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying this thing, what it, and it was intended to be ugly, has turned out for the good. And, and the reason is, is because you and I were created for this time. We were created to be alive right now in this time. We were created to make a difference in a time like this. We were created to be living examples and icons that people could look at and say, you know what, there's something about the way they're handling this. Because, you know, they call this thing a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic, something trying to overtake the world, but there's, a, there's another pandemic out there, and it's called fear, and it has gripped the lives and the hearts of people. If, you know, if you're a Christian, and you believe in God, and you trust God, and you've trusted Him through this, if you've not been out there and noticing how people are so afraid, you need to be out there because you need your light shining, right? You need, your, you need your witness shining about how great that God really is, but <clears throat> we've even... I should have brought one of them, but we've even made these reset T-shirts, and we're, we've worn them in the last few weeks and got a lot of people asking us about it, but, but what it means to us is this. What it, what it means tonight for me to share this with you is this. Reset is to set again or differently. Something that stopped is reset, and many times it's reset in better condition to accomplish the desired results. I'm going to say it again. To reset is to set again differently or differently. That, that's the Merriam-Webster's definition, to set again or differently. I'm saying to you today, it's something that has stopped. I, I think of like an air conditioner, like a compressor in an air conditioner. You know, and it goes out, and I guess there's a reset in a compressor. I've, I've never seen that work. I had to always put a new compressor in. But, <clears throat> but if you hit the reset and it started back, but if you changed it and you put a new compressor in there, then it's going to be better at doing the job it was intended to do. <clears throat> and what I believe God is doing with the church right now is that we've had time to reflect on things, 
We've had time to, 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 to do some internal, um, you know, judging of our own hearts and, and to a place that God wants you and I to come out of this time reset and charged to accomplish what He put us here for. He put us here, listen to me, He put us here to be Jesus in the earth. I mean, I mean, we're not the deity, we're not Him at the right hand, but He represents us at the right hand of the Father. And that authority, that dominion, is the reason that He came to give it back to humanity what Adam and Eve lost in the garden. That's what He gave us. And I, I, I'm just telling you what it's done for us. And, and, and it, it was like the moment that it happened, our faith was already engaged. We weren't scrambling for how we're going to figure this out. It was already engaged. And it's caused an awareness with ourselves. It's caused an awareness with us of how real God is, how He already has the answers. Everything's already done. The Bible says in so many words that God makes a way where there is no way. But I've been saying it like this for the last few months. God has already made a way, even when it seems like there's no way, but the way's already made. See, we're not looking and waiting for God to have the way. It's already there. We just have to tap it. And that's what, that, what we're living in a time when that's where the, the, the church, uh, somebody said it, maybe Pastor Roxanne said it last night, that, that there's not going to be any more middle ground. Or was it you said that? Somebody said there's no, well, you said that. She did. That, that there would be no more middle ground in the church. There's not going to be people that, you know, that, <clears throat> that have Christian over the doorpost, but there's no Christ-likeness operating. Not going to be any more of that. P- people will not hang around this thing that we call Christianity and being Christ-like and living in the kingdom of God. People won't hang around that if they had no relationship. I'm just telling you, just personally saying to you, your relationship with God is everything. <clears throat> Tell me your name again, key lady. Darian. Darian. <clears throat> I've known so many people through the years that wanted to be like somebody else, like in the church world. You know? Well, you want to be like, well, I don't know, it's Darlene Check. It's not her anymore, but it's whoever, you know. Well, I want to be like Darlene Check, you know. So so you get a word like I said, so you're gonna to try to be like her. No, you can glean from her. Thank God for her. She's done amazing things for the body of Christ. But you don't want to be her. You're not her. You're you, right? And he made you, and the only way for you to be the you that he created you to be is to know him. To be connected. Don't ever try, anybody in here, don't ever try to be somebody else. Amen? You, You will be no good at being somebody else. You you'll you'll fail at being trying to be somebody else. Just be you. And God is resetting us in a place where we're going to operate and live like Jesus lived. We have to live in that place. Not not someday, right now. God wants you and I living that way. And, And I tell you what, it's just a choice. 
It's just a choice to live like that every single day of your life. I just said, that, I just said this a minute ago, that God has already made a way where it seems like there's no way. Now, how many in here tonight, you can say that there are some things that you're up against that it seems like there's no way? Lift your hand. Anybody? My hand is up. Because when you're walking by faith, there's always something. Because you, you don't walk by faith and, and you, you conquer some things and, and win some battles and then you just relax. You know, I don't care if some windfall comes in and you've got all the money you need. You need to find a new project that's more than your money. You and I were created to be conduits of, of money where, where it can flow through and accomplish what God wants to accomplish on the earth. Not just hold on to everything in our lives. There's nothing wrong with investments and saving. I'm not saying that. But, 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 but God created us to have things come to us to go through us. Everybody that just raised your hand, I'm telling you right now, the way's already made. And that's not just a catchy phrase. I'm telling you prophetically, the way is already done. It's already done. Come on, thank him for it now. <clears throat> thank him for it now. Father, I thank you for it now. I reach out, I receive it, and I take it now. It's mine, right? Psalm 34 and 4, David said this. He said, David said, I sought the Lord, and the Lord heard me, and he delivered me from all of my fears. Everybody, everybody sitting in here, you face fear all the time. I don't claim fear, but I know when fear has gripped my heart or gripped my mind, trying to affect me and trying to overtake me, I know when it's there. But David sought the Lord, and, he, and in his relationship with God, he knew that God had heard his prayers, and the things that he prayed, they came to pass because he was delivered of all fear. Not just a little fear, not just some fear, not just a couple all of it. He was delivered of everything because what does fear try to do? It tries to shut you down and keep you from accomplishing anything in life. You know, one of the, one of the greatest, one, one of the strongest characteristics that is attached to fear is jealousy. When you're jealous of somebody, you're not for that person. And I tell you what, there's been a ton of it in the church. I mean, for years and years, there's been a ton of it. But you know what I say today? I say, never again. I say, no more of it. We don't have to compete with each other. Listen, the more excited you get about good things happening to somebody else, man, it's just, it's just waiting for you. The next good thing's going to happen in your life, the more excited you get about other people. And you think, well, okay, I'll try that. Well, if you try it, you'll be discouraged. But if you just keep doing it, yeah. one day you're going to realize, you know what? I really am excited. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, wait, wait, wait a minute. I, I really am excited. You know, I was, I was doing it because I want a blessing too. That's okay. Do, do it like that for a little while. But sooner or later, you start doing it enough. And I'm telling you, being good and being kind and rejoicing and being excited for the good of other people and not just always being about yourself is really contagious. Yeah. Man, 
It'll liberate you and free you in your life. Um, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I'm just telling you this. It seems kind of strange in a way, but I'm just going to tell you this. Three years and 11 months ago, God transformed my prayer life. Last night they were talking about prayer. And it, it just, something happened in my life where prayer was concerned. And uh, I just have to admit, man, prayer was just an absolute freaking labor. <laughs> I mean, it was just... Hmm? And, then, and the guilt that went with it if I didn't do it. You know? Oh, my God, I didn't pray to that. Huh? I mean, it just, it was heavy. But three years and 11 months ago, my life just, something happened. And every day for three years and 11 months, I pray for your pastors every day, and I've never missed and I pray for this church. For three years, if you're part of this church, I pray for you. I don't know your name, but I pray for One Cause Church. Same with your church. Not for three years and 11 months, but, you know, <clears throat> for about a year and a half. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> so, I put it to a pencil and... In about a 30-minute period of time right now, I'm, I'm praying for over a, for, for about, I'm praying for about 250 million people in about 30 minutes. Sometimes it turns into 40, an hour. And... <clears throat> The reason I'm telling you that tonight is because during this whole COVID time, the strength that I've, that I've had has come from my prayer life. And where it all started was in, with me was in 1 Timothy 2 in verse 1. And I'm reading this out of the NIV. <clears throat> I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. For kings and all those in authority, that we may live a peaceful and a quiet life in all godliness and holiness. I'm telling you, the last six months of my life, last year, the last, especially the last two years, have been some of the most quiet and peaceful times I've ever known in my whole life. And I'm not saying I haven't had challenges. But when the relationship with God is focused on petitions and prayers. And at times, it, these are different kinds of prayer. You know, there's times when, when 
When I was driving up here, I was driving and just begin to get into intercession while I'm driving. Can you do that? I did. I mean, I've, I've realized some things in the last over three years about prayer that I never knew before. I just thought it was a lot of work. And it is. It is. But it's a sacrificial work that produces when you understand it. And, 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 and this, is, this is the thing that, that hit me, is that, well, hold on just a second. I didn't give you this verse. Paul said this in Ephesians 1, and then I'm going to go back to that. Paul said this in Ephesians 1 and 15. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, did not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. One translation said that he couldn't not pray. He couldn't not pray for them. In other words, if I'm going to preach this to you, I can't not pray for you. So he said, back to 1 Timothy, he said, this is good and it pleases God our Savior. It pleases Jesus for us to develop a prayer life because what prayer is, is just, it's, it's connection with God. It's not, it's not, prayer is not the action of, you know, verbalizing things. It's connecting with God so that what you're saying pleases God. What you're saying and what's coming out of your mouth. And I'll just tell you, in three years and 11 months, there's very, very, very few times anymore that I have to repent for talking bad about another human being created in the image of God, saved or unsaved. Everybody on planet Earth was created in the image of God. Some have received, some haven't, but it's his desire that if we're all praying for all people, what's all people? I mean, that's a lot of people. And, and all I know is I'm just adding to it all the time. For three and a half, three over three years, I've been adding to the way that I pray for all people. So it's all people in the world that God has me in and the people that I'm praying for and speaking over. And like I said, it's like maybe 500 million people that I have down and I don't have time tonight to just show you what I've done with that, but what it's done is given me this expectation for the planet to be saved. What did he say? This is good, pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved. And, watch this, this is a big thing that I pray over, I'm just telling you, I mean, I don't know how that I can see all these people, but spiritually you can see people when you're praying for them. So I, I can see you people, and, and listen, what's huge for you that are saved is that you're coming to the knowledge of the truth. You don't just have the truth in your head. It's becoming revelation. And when you have redemptive revelation working on the inside of you, you can't be stopped. What, what's, your, what's your name again? Darian. Darian. 
It's redemptive revelation that will cause what I said to come to pass. If what I said is right, if that's right, it's the redemptive revelation in you that will cause that to come to pass. Not how hard you work at it. I mean, yeah, work at it hard. You know, do study, figure out what you got to do, get better at what you're doing, voice, everything else. But that's not first and foremost. First and foremost is this relationship with God. And what he has you doing is he gets us involved in our lives in seeing that the planet is getting saved. And you know where it starts? Not with our programs for evangelism. Man, I've been in 101 different programs from day one in evangelism. On the street corners, been punched in the face, you know, knocked on people's door, tell them we want to see if there's anybody sick at their house and we want to pray for them. And they slam the door in your face and, you know, another guy kick you and try, try, to, try to kick you and miss and, you know, I mean, I mean, spit on you and do everything else. And you know what? If that's what you're called to do, do it. Okay? But that's not my deal. You know, my deal is the guy, the barista at Starbucks, and I've seen about five of them born again. And, and you know how much time I spent with them? Two minutes from, I'll take a black bold, double cupped, two years later. So what, what do you do? What do you do? Well, I'm in public relations. Because yeah. <laughs> see, if you tell them you're a pastor, it's like... You know, wait on that guy. Now, don't tell them that kind of stuff. They can't handle that. You know, oh, you can't be embarrassed of the king. I'm not embarrassed. I want to see that guy born again. And if I tell him I'm a pastor, he's not going to want to wait on me anymore. That's what I think. And the five that I've seen born again because of the two minutes every day, <laughs> every day, because I like Starbucks, <laughs> every day, for two years, three years, one guy five years. But I've seen all that in this three years and 11 months. Why? Because you can't even put your life out there and not pray for them. See, so the barista goes down on my list. So this person... See, tonight, they'll, because I pray for the church, but specifically, there's specific ones that'll go on my list, that I'll, I'll name your name. You know, if you're part of One Cause Church, I speak their names, but I speak One Cause Church. And, and can you pray that way for people? I don't know. It's working, man. I mean, it is working. I mean, it's, it's working like I never thought. And there's no, it, there's quietness and peace. I don't feel stressed, Right? I'm not up at four in the morning praying and falling asleep half the time while I'm praying. Yeah. I'm not doing any of that. Yeah. If you get up at four and pray, pray. Please. Please pray. Just don't condemn me because I'm not. <laughs> well, my spirit's interceding <laughs> as I'm snoring. <laughs> but don't get mad at me. You understand? But, but God wants us, he wants everybody saved. And we, we, we've got to spend the time. And I was saying, I'm not saying this and preaching this to you like you don't do this. I'm here to encourage you that it's the time to reset, realize some of the things that we've learned over the last few months. And you know what? 
Who's to say that uh, there, there'll be another uh, half a dozen pandemics over the next three years, you know, that were created in, you know, Japan and over in this country or that country or where, who knows how, how many other pandemics are in the future? You say, well, we're, we're not expecting that. I, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just saying it doesn't say, the Bible doesn't say that there's not bad things that happen, but when they do, the God in us is enough. Amen. And we've got to be busy about what he's passionate about, and he's passionate about people. Yes. Not just people getting saved, but coming to the knowledge of the truth. And everything that this church does here is about bringing people not just into the kingdom, but growing them up. Amen? That's why it's prospering. That's why it's advancing. Because I, I just tell you this, everything in our ministry has now become very simple. Over the last six months, I can't tell you the things that got the boot. We're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that thing anymore. We're not doing that. You know one thing we are doing? We're doing a 12-step AA meeting once a month. We've had as many as 28 people that I've never seen before standing in front of me, and I'm teaching it right now. I told them, I, I'm, this first go-around, I'm teaching it because we're going to build curriculum for this. We're taking the exact 12 steps. My whole family, we, we had stock in AA. <clears throat> From my two sisters to my brother to my mother to, I don't know, probably my grandparents, I don't know. But, but you realize that AA, the 12-step program, was created out of the Bible. Yeah, it was created out of the Bible. So we take those 12 steps change three words in those 12 steps, and that's it. And we use that because the people that come are in rehabs, they're, and we've told them, this is an open meeting, and all we talk about is the God of the Bible. We don't talk about anything else. You want to go to another one, go, but we're just talking about the God of the Bible. I can't tell you how many people keep coming back. There's a lady in another town about 30 miles away, 20 miles away, brought all of her uh, all, the, all the people in her rehab because she heard we were teaching the, about the Bible and, and brought all of her people to it. And then the pandemic hit and then we couldn't meet for a couple of months and we had our, 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 la our first one again last month. And I mean, it's just supernatural. So we're looking, you know, we're, we're, we're listening to the Holy Spirit, listening to God about what we need to build and what we need to get rid of. We're resetting, and as I said in that reset, something that is stopped is reset, and many times it's reset in better condition to accomplish the desired results. I'm telling you, we're in better condition now than we've ever been ever because of what we've walked through. Like, like in our church, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, we haven't done anything. We, we keep sowing, we keep doing it. Our finances have more than doubled every week since the middle of March, every single week. I mean, and it's not because we're so whatever, you know, it's it just, it's because we're not stopping what we're doing. You know, we just keep doing it. And, it, and it's like, it's a, I, I don't, I mean, I don't even, I'm, I'm not, I'm still not figured it out where the increase has come, but it's more than doubled. Every, I mean, up until th this last week, up until this last week, our finances have more than doubled over last year. Yeah. But when you're, listen, 
But, but it's the same thing for you, and you say, well, you know, that didn't happen in my church or that didn't happen in my business or whatever. No, no, just stay faithful. I didn't say that to just think, oh, I wish mine. No, you just stay faithful to God, and God will do it continually. We've reset, and now we're, we're, we're stepping into days and times in the future where we're going to be better equipped to accomplish the things that we've done before. Because I'll just tell you this right now. I am not going back to the ways of thinking that I had even a year ago in certain areas. I didn't say in everything. I said in certain areas. I'm, I'm not going back. I've, I've, uh, I mean, I'm actually agreeing with and doing things in our church that I, a year ago, I said, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. But we are now because we've reset and new things and more prepared than we've ever been before. Can you say amen? So, so I, I just want to, I want to tell you this and, and, and then I want to give you something right at the end. I want to tell you, I'm, I'm just going to, I sent you a bunch of scriptures, but we're not going to use them all. <clears throat> um, But I, but I really encourage everybody in the house. I mean, God's been encouraging me in this, I mean, like every day. And he's encouraging me in realizing that I have, you have his authority. We have the authority of the Father in the earth. It's not, it's not just some good ideas that we're trying to make work. We have the authority of the Father. And because we have the authority of the Father, we can do everything and more than what Jesus did in the earth. And we've got to believe that right now. Not down the road. We have to believe it now. And I just, I, I want to I just read just a few scriptures to enforce that. We're resetting better than before, but it has to be in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is actually the authority of the Father. Jesus said when he was on the earth, time and time again, he said it in a lot of different ways, I only do what I hear and see from the Father. In other words, what he was carrying out is only what Father said. He didn't do anything else. Because I, I promise you, you can do a lot of good works, and they'll look good for a while, but those good works will wear your hind end out. They will wear you out. All I want is God works. Whatever he says, and that's why we've got to know it. David knew that voice. He sought the Lord. He knew that the Lord heard him, and the Lord answered his prayers because why? He had a relationship with God, and he operated in that authority. And that was that side of the cross. How much more for us on this side of the cross? Can you say amen? amen. <clears throat> so we, we know, and, and, and I'm just, just going to run through these real quick to get to the point that I want to finish with. In Luke 9, 1, he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He gave them power and authority. And it's one thing to have the power, but then the authority to use it. 
So we know that by the stripes of Jesus, we're healed. But do we have the revelation, the redemptive revelation of God that I am the healed and I have the ability with my mouth to set in motion the manifestation of things in my life and other people's lives that Jesus had? And he gave them that authority. Then he gave it to 70 more. Yes, in in Luke 10, next chapter, he gave it to 70 more. And they were all excited about that even demons, uh, you know, are subject to his name. They were all excited. And he said in verse 17, uh, no, in verse uh, 19, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt or harm you. Listen to me. Demons... Demons, God's been really speaking to me about not allowing relativity in the church to get me away from what's real in Scripture. And God's told me, he said, demons and sickness go hand in hand. Now, you know, in the world we live in, either people don't believe anything about the devil or there's a devil under every rock. (laughs) Two, Two different kinds of people, right? Well, Demon spirits are real spirits. They're fallen angels, and those demon spirits want to antagonize you and get us to believe lies that are not true. But here he said, I've given you authority to tread upon all the power of the enemy, and nothing would hurt you, harm you in any way ever. Man, with that promise right there, I don't care COVID, COVID, I don't care what comes down down the pike, Nothing will hurt us and harm us. You, you understand? Yeah, we, we've, we've done the social distancing mask thing. You know, we're doing it at our church and all that kind of thing. And uh, do I see a mask in on anybody here tonight? Uh, but you know why? Because we've got to rise up. I'm not talking about, you know, going against the government or what, what they've asked us to do or anything like that. But we've got to rise up and be the church. And I'm just saying, and I'm not afraid to say it. You know what? to step out and believe God. Don't do stupid things, you know? I mean, hear the voice of God. But somebody's got to lead the way back into normalcy in the, in, in, in the world. I'm not talking about the old normal. I'm talking about the new normal. Amen? I mean, <clears throat> I walked in. I, I, I had to get a, a bank transfer at the bank the other day, and I walked in, and I was thinking, you know, look like I'm robbing this bank in here, you know? I mean, I, I had one of those kind that you pull up, you know, I, I, got it, I, I got it at Gibson's in Kerrville, Texas, the only Gibson's left on the planet. <laughs> and, and I bought it there, and it, and, and it was a hunting one, you know? And it, I'm walking in there thinking, Man, I, I, I've got to look like a bank robber, you know, coming in the door. I mean, I'm thinking, come on, what, what's the deal with this stuff, right? Okay, we'll, we'll do what we got to do. But I, I mean, all the reports from doctors that really understand some things say that these masks really don't do anything. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe I'm totally wrong and you know, whatever. I'm wearing it. I've got four of them in my car, whatever, you know. But come on. But somebody's got to lead the way, but we've got to lead the way in the authority of Jesus. We have to lead by his example and operate in his authority or it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Ephesians 4.27 says, don't give place to the devil. That's all that verse says. Give no place to the devil. So, 
I, I want you to think about a couple things here. <clears throat> and, and I'm just going to read some of my notes. Jesus dealt with spirits all the time. You, you, you know the story in the Bible where, where he prayed for the sun, they had come across and, and they came over on dry land across the, the Red Sea, and I mean the uh, Sea of Galilee, and they came across and they, um, he was praying for the, the guy's son that had been demon-possessed, you remember? And he, and he fell on the ground. And when he fell on the ground and started foaming at the mouth, you notice Jesus didn't get freaked out about that. He started talking to the dad. So now, how long has this been going on? You know, I mean, he's like, he's doing all kinds of things, but he, but he, but he didn't even recognize the fact. I mean, he wasn't paying attention to that because that was about a demon. His sickness for all those years was attached to that demon, right? And, and, and the deal is what we have to learn is that people are not our problem. The devil's the problem, Right? I'm telling you, indirectly and directly, the devil is the problem, not people. And, and until the church learns that, we'll be all, we'll, you know, there'll, there'll be great opportunities that pass us by because we're jealous. Uh, somebody got to sing and I didn't and I'm mad. And all these opportunities just pass you by because you're focused on something over here that the devil's trying to stir up and not taking authority over that thing. That's the authority God's given us. In this country, in this country, there's not a lot of demon manifestation with people falling on the ground. Other countries, there are. This country, there's not necessarily that. But it's going on on the inside, in the inside of people's soul. Not in their spirit, but in their soul. You're born again, you can't be demon-possessed. No, he won't share that with any devil. You understand that? But, but, but if you're born again everybody's dealing with demonic oppression or thoughts or ideas from the enemy. He works overtime because that's all he has. And if we give him place there, he'll take it. And he'll set up residency when he doesn't even belong. He's been defeated. But you know what? There's been too much of that. And it's kept us, it's kept the body of Christ from operating in the true authority. And people literally have been most of our problem. Because if you stop and think about it, how many other people do you talk about? No, no, just, I mean, I'm just, it doesn't matter what, what group of people. If I was talking, I've, I preached at my church saying the exact same thing. How many people on a day-to-day -day basis do you spend more time talking about and upset about? I'm telling you, that's the devil. What, what, did, what did 1 Timothy say that we're supposed to do? Prayers, petitions, intercessions, and thanksgiving on behalf of everybody but that one. I wish, man, I wish, I wish, because, man, I, I would have had a totally different doctrine, you know, for all men except the ones that really irritate you. <laughs> no, doesn't work that way. And listen, that's where the devil's beating most of the church. That's where it's beat most of the church in days past. But you know what? Er, we reset. Yeah. Huh? 
we're getting stronger. That's why this church is, I mean, the new thing that's already here in this church is kind of what I'm talking about right here. In, in other words, I'm bringing a word that you're, you are, I'm not sharing anything with, with you to, tonight that you haven't heard before in one form or another, but I'm bringing it to you from inside of me. And what I'm delivering tonight from this anointing, you take a hold of it, you can decide to make the change from things I'm saying tonight, you can make the change right now, and your life will never be the same again. And it'll produce the fulfillment of the destiny that God had planned for you before you were even thought about. You realize, you realize that there was a board meeting before the foundation of the world. And there were, there were three representatives, Father, Son, Father, Word, and the Holy Spirit. And the, and the Bible says they had a plan for your and my life then. Before the foundation of the world did God have a plan for our life. Board meeting and he had your plan. I, I'm just telling you, I mean, I, I, I just have chills. I, in worship tonight, I was just weeping about this. I... I it's the greatest day ever to be alive in the church. The opportunities that we have, they're endless. I mean, they are in. I mean, what is it going to look like? What, what is there, not seven billion on the planet right now? Six and a half, seven billion people on the planet? Can the whole earth get saved? I, I, I swear, ten years from now, I may not have time to come here because I may be praying 24 hours a day. <laughs> Listen, what can happen when we really believe that what we're saying is coming to pass on behalf of people and then when that lion devil comes and tries to tell us something and try to get us off of this, we shut it down and give it, no, 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 no. Okay, they did that, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, but Pastor, you don't know what they did. No, but he does. And what he wants you to do is get a grip of that thing, shut it down, and give it no place, and begin to speak over their life. I mean, I've argued with God. I've, you know, I'm not putting them on my list. No. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. They're not going on my list. I'm praying for Eric and Heather, but I'm not praying for them. God said, then this won't work. What does it profit you? I mean, you know, Eric and Heather have always been nice to me. You know, what does that profit? It's a great thing, but what does it profit you? You not put faith out to believe God for the people that really irritate you. And I promise you, where you have your mouth on other people created in the image of God, saved or unsaved, where you have your mouth on them, politicians, I'll just stop with politicians. <laughs> oh, man. Huh? I mean, <clears throat> I was in a conversation with, my, with my, my, brother, my wife's brother the other day. He had come to our house, brought his kids, and we, we were talking, and man, did I get worked up when he started saying some things about somebody I didn't like. And he was, he was kind of saying some positive things. And man, I, I found myself, my, my wife's looking at me going, 
Like this, she didn't say a word, and she just looked at me, and I thought, you know what I actually thought? What the hell am I doing? <laughs> that, that, that is exactly what I thought. What the hell am I doing? It's all right, I said that, right? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I already said it, so you can't do anything about it. But that's what I thought. I thought, what am I doing? I'm sabotaging everything that God has been dealing with me and working on over a politician I don't even know. I don't even know him. And I'm going to let that guy that I actually have the authority to see things change in that guy's life, and I'm going to let him keep me from receiving my harvest in my life and the things in my life. And you say, you know, yeah, okay, that's just one person. Yeah, but see, when God starts dealing with you about this kind of stuff in your life, when he really deals with you, then it, it just, it, you, you, you look at it like, so, uh, one person could look at that and say, well, you know, God's just not that hard. He is with me. But he's not hard. He's a father to me. See, he can talk to me like that because I've done this. And so when my wife looks at me like that, I don't have to get offended with my wife. And I did many years before. If she tried to correct me about something, man, pride just rise up. That thing has to be shut down. And in the days ahead, the prophetic in this house is going to flow. I'm telling you right now, on, on, on both of you, but on all of your children here. That anointing of the prophetic is going to flow. And you can't let, that's why I brought this word to you tonight, you can't let anything stand in your way. You know what? God is so loving and merciful. He's not a hard God. And when I'm saying some of the things I'm saying to you, I'm telling you the way he talks to me today. Now, five years ago, I might have cried. Or whatever, you know, been upset, mad, or yelled or screamed. Or 10 years ago, or whatever it was. But not today. Because I'm, I'm, I'm in the plan. And the plan, first and foremost, is pray for everybody, first of all. Not even politicians first. Not people in authority first. Everybody first. Wow, Pastor, how can we do that? I don't know. He said it. I didn't. Right? Talk to the hand. <laughs> um. Everybody knows the story, when, or most of you know the story of Jesus at the beginning of his earthly ministry. And the account that I'm thinking of is in Luke chapter 4. And he was in the wilderness for 40 days, and he was tempted in the wilderness, and he came out, and then he was tempted by the devil. And everything that the devil tempted him with, did you hear what I said? Jesus was tempted. And everything he was tempted with, he took care of it with the Word. But he spent 30 years developing the, the redemptive revelation and understanding of God inside of him to be able to shut that devil down. And listen to me, it's the same devil talking to you in different forms, demon spirits or whatever it is. Same devil that will come and tempt you. And I wrote this down about that. He was tempted but he never yielded. He was tempted, but he never yielded to the temptations 
Everybody say never. never. And you know what? Why did he do that? And, and what did that accomplish? Now, I don't have to yield either. I have, but I didn't have to. You probably will again, and I'm saying, kind of being as confident as I can be. You probably will again, but you don't have to. Right? It's not a sin to be tempted or to have bad or wrong thoughts. Most people think that their wrong thoughts are them. Oh, I'm just a perverted thing, ugly thing, you know, bad thing, this thing, that thing. No, no. Those thoughts are from the enemy because he's that. You're not. You're created in the image of God. You're created good. And you are created in his image. And he has empowered you to get free of that. But you have to understand what you have to do to address those thoughts that are trying to sabotage what God wants to do in your life. And I'm just telling you, in the days we're living in right now, there's just, I mean, it's kind of becoming more and more narrow. And we're not going to get away with anything. I mean, I'm sorry. (laughs) But you know what the good thing about God is? We hit the reset button. But what God does because of our actions, he just hits the pause button. You think God's freaked out because you made a wrong decision? Huh? You think God's freaked out because of COVID or anything else? He's not freaked out about anything. But what he does is, it's like, things stop until you have the time. He, in other words, you don't want the harvest if you don't have the redemptive revelation. You don't want harvest coming to you and you not know how to handle harvest. I promise you, I promise you, what hasn't come to you today, you're a blessed man or a woman that things haven't come to you prematurely. That's why you don't want to make things come to pass. You want to learn everything you need to learn so that when you're prepared to be in that place to receive, man, you got the goods and nothing can stop you. I'm telling you, nothing can stop us because we're talking about the authority of Jesus. Now, I'm going to give you something prophetic tonight. I believe a lot of what I've said tonight is is just prophetic words. It'd just be good. I just feel like that the words I've spoken tonight are are good and they're profitable to what you already have. And it'd be good to just listen to it again, the things that I've said tonight. Because when I was driving up here and I was in my hotel room, I was asking God, I had a couple other things I thought I was going to do, but he said, no, I want you to do that smorgasbord like the worship team did. And, and that's why I've kind of given you a few pieces of things. But, but I want you to think about this. James 4, 7. Just look at this. <clears throat> Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. So you're doing the submitting... And you're doing the resisting. You're doing the submitting, and you're doing the resisting. Didn't say God would resist, but I submit, and then I resist. And of everything I've given you tonight, I really believe that this statement is prophetic in nature in that it will 
liberate you when you get a hold of it. You know, I mean, you hear something preached. A lot of times I'll hear something preached and it like doesn't resonate, but I'll go back and listen to it a dozen times and get it down inside of me. But you need to hear this tonight. When I give God by submission, when I give God his rightful place in my life, then I can take my rightful place over the devil. I submit and I resist. When, when I give God his place in my life, see, because when I'm doing things on my way and I'm doing it the way I think they should be done, I'm not allowing God to be what he was created to be. And through the person of the Holy Spirit, he's supposed to be my helper. Tonight, everybody knows that in your DNA, you were created to need help. That's why he gave you a helper. He didn't give you a doer. Well, you know, whenever God wants to do it, no, God's already done it. Hmm? The doner's done. Right? The Holy Spirit's not the doer, he's the helper. And when I give God his rightful place in me, then my authority over the devil is sweatless. There's no screaming, spitting, you know, chomping, praying for 48 hours to get the devil off of somebody. No. What did Jesus say? Leave. And another time he said, shut up. Be quiet. Go. I mean, amazing words, right? He only did what Father said. And I don't find Jesus ever taking a long time at anything except prayer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't say, I mean, he, he preached at different times, maybe some lengthy messages. We're not for sure, but he didn't do anything long and a lot of other than prayer. So when he got it from prayer and he declared it and he said it was going to be this way, then that's the way it was. And from scripture, we see that in John 14, 12, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me the works that I do, he will do. And greater works than these, he will do because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. As I'm ending this tonight, everybody that raised your hand earlier when I said, are there some things that you've not seen that you've been up against that seem like there's no way? If you raised your hand earlier, would you just stand to your feet? <clears throat> I said that to you then and now I'm saying it to you again. And from tonight on, everybody that's standing in a way that I'll verbalize it to God, Lord, I thank you for all the people that stood that night.
And Lord, there's some things that seem like there's no way, but Lord, you've already prepared the way. And here, here's the key. This is, these will be my words tonight and from now on in thanking God where your life is concerned that every, every, every strategy of the enemy is cut off, it's severed, it's shut down, it will not prevail against your life. Every lie of the enemy is being exposed. And listen, it's being exposed to you. And I'm praying for you that you come to the knowledge of the truth and the understanding that you need to know how the enemy is trying to sabotage you and keep you from receiving what God's already provided for. Doesn't mean that if you, the, the fact that you've not seen something yet means that you've done something wrong, but sometimes what we do when, when, when we haven't seen things happen, we think we're doing something wrong. And, and if you're thinking that and you're meditating on that, you're keeping things from manifesting. God wants you to have your heart open, your mind open, your eyes open to see what he's saying. So when you're hearing what he's saying and you're giving no place to the enemy when he comes and tries to lie to you, now you're set up to receive that thing that seemed impossible. And I'm talking about like tomorrow or the next day or next week, or a year from now, or whenever it is, it, there's no time period. What matters is how we choose to trust and believe what God is telling us is true. And I'm declaring tonight that the enemy is shut down. I want to pray for you. Just, just I'm stretching my hand towards you. You stretch your hand towards me right now. <clears throat> Father, your word is so true. Lord, there are many, many, many things tonight of people that are standing, there's many things that have appeared to be like they're not going to come to pass. That's been the appearance. That's the lie of the enemy, and I know it. And Father, tonight I thank you. What you've already prepared for them, their eyes are open, their hearts are open, their minds are being open. They're beginning to see the authority that they have to resist and shut down every assignment of the enemy to stop them from receiving all that you have for them. Father, I thank you that your word is going deep in their heart tonight and, and, and every night this week and in the days ahead, the word that is in them is beginning to be redemptive revelation, not just knowledge, but revelation. And I thank you for Father, that that revelation is liberating them and making them free. And they are set free to a place that everything is manifesting in their lives that you promised them. Father, I thank you for it. I thank you that they have ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts that understand. And, and I tell you tonight, the key to that success is being grateful and thankful every single day. Can you thank God for it tonight in the name of Jesus? Amen. Come on, give God praise tonight. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.